You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at redeemerlondon.org. God, we look to you to um, help us to be generous and to give so that we can make sure that we're all, uh, we've all got plenty at this time. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great. We are week six into a seven week series. We've been looking at the statements from the Gospel of John, the I Ams. And we do this every time. Come on, we all want to speak out loud. These are really sort of names, titles of Jesus. So as they come up, let's do it. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the The way and the truth and the life. I am the true vine. Brilliant. We have got Emma who is going to be reading our Bible passage for us today from the book of John. So Emma, over to you. The reading is taken from John chapter 14, verses 5 to 14. Jesus, the way to the Father. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Great. Thank you so much, Emma. I remember taking my oldest son to university. Josh had not planned to go to university, so it was a sudden change of... um, expectations I guess within a week university had been applied for we've got this accommodation my wife Nikki is a teacher so she was in school so the two of us headed down to Portsmouth to be honest it wasn't the best accommodation and uh, golly I just found it all very emotional I kept thinking come on it's my son he's leaving home hold it together Pete don't cry in front of him (laughs) Uh, when I got in the car I just sat and bawled my eyes out I don't know if I could be able to drive back to London. You see, 
A sudden goodbye had been a huge shock for me. The thing that we're reading now in the book of John was a sudden goodbye. Really, from chapter 13 until the end of the book, although it's like a third of the book, is really the last 48 hours of Jesus. The disciples, up till this point, they'd said goodbye to their family and the business. They'd put that behind them. They'd, they'd say, come on, Jesus, we're in your gang. We honestly believe that we're going to establish this community and something radical is going to happen. And then suddenly we get this whole discussion, this whole chatting. There's lots of questions, actually. Peter's asked a question. Thomas asked a question. Philip makes a statement. Judas asks a question. There's obviously this rapport going on with Jesus and his disciples. Basically, Jesus is saying, I'm about to depart. I want you to be aware of my identity. But one day I will return. To make the most of this passage, I'm just going to read the four verses that came before the bit I'd asked Emma to read. So if you've got your Bible, it's John 14 and verse 1 to 4. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So Jesus has been telling them, hey, look, my father hasn't got a hotel. <laughs> He's got a house. And literally, I'm going to go and prepare a room for you. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you because I'm going to come back so that you can be with me. Thomas then asks the question on the back of this, that the, the word way is used in verse four, five and six. And then we get this amazing statement. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Josh Moody, is uh, a Bible commentary, commentator that I read today, said verse six, that, that statement is one of the most important verses in the Bible for our age. I know at Redeemer, we love having Americans with us. But I was sad to read this week that 65% of American Christians believe that more than one religion can lead to God. Because actually this verse might challenge that. In fact, in a modern tolerant Britain, <laughs> you might say to me, Pete, be careful on that verse. We can be tempted to downplay it to dilute it or even deny that Jesus ever said it. But this is one of the I am's. So I'm going to take a look at it this morning. Jesus said, I am the way. Now, I'm sure if you've been with us any of the other weeks, if not, you can catch them up on the YouTube channel. That you realise that Jesus was speaking to Jews that had a whole history behind them. The Jews believed that God would lead them in the way in life. The Jewish songbook, the Psalms, in Psalm 27 says this, teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path. As well as declaring it in songs, the prophets, the prophet Isaiah, had spoken to the people in Isaiah 30, 21, and says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. 
So there was an anticipation for the Jews that God would show them a way. Obviously, <laughs> I am a man, so I never get lost. I never need to ask directions. Now, many of us think, oh, Pete, don't be silly. But I sometimes wonder if that's true of our society. We've got so caught up in rampant individualism, believe in yourself, follow your own passions, just do it. But do we realise we've lost our way? Do we realise about the pain of broken relationships? Even today, the impact of racism, slavery, things going broken, things getting wrong, disasters, death. Jesus doesn't tell us, hey, that's the way. Go to the end of the street, left, right, by the post office, over the bridge. No, Jesus doesn't even blaze a trail and say, keep up. Jesus is willing to go the way and then show us the way. In many respects, he is God come to man so that he can take man to God. In the book of Hebrews, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. I want to suggest to you that Jesus is the way. Jesus then goes on to say, I am the truth. Again, the Jews were looking for truth from God. In Psalms, Psalm 25, it says, Guide me in your truth. Teach me, for you are God my saviour, and my hope is in you. Maybe, rather than being like the psalmist, we're a bit more like Pilate. Pilate in John 18, later on in this gospel, he says, What is truth? I'm aware again that we live in a relativistic age. When I was a boy, <laughs> people brought Encyclopedia Britannica. It was written by 6,000 experts. If you wanted to know about this, the experts would tell you. Now, if I want to find out something, I go into Wikipedia, where any of us can go in and adapt and change what's there. Nowadays, we almost have to respect that if you want to identify in a certain way, we have to accommodate that. And yet it sometimes led to confusion, if I'm really honest, with so much fake news. What is truth? Is it helpful to swallow bleach for COVID-19? Does taking malaria tablets prevent me from catching this? Jesus says, I'm the truth. It's a person. He stands against the lie. In John 8, earlier on in this gospel, the gospel of John, Jesus said, if you hold my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus also said, I am the life. Now, I know you're going to say to me, yep, that's absolutely right, Pete. The Jews were looking for the way, the truth and the life. That's true. In Psalm 16, it says, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with the joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. We have more than ever. I'll be honest. I think I'm probably wealthier than my previous generations in knowledge and experience, money and opportunities. And yet 
our generation can probably suffer more with mental health. We've still got questions about, is there more to life than this? Let's be honest, we have social media now where we show the people that the kind of life we want them to think we're living. But underneath, we can be desperately sad, lonely. Here I am in the park. What a great view. But actually, I was crying the moment before the shot. It's easy in life to compare and to feel a fraud. I used to be a primary school teacher. I used to have this recurring dream. It was a nightmare, really. I had a blue old Talbot Horizon car. And as I used to drive into the school grounds, the parents were banging on the car, going, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I thought, I don't, it's a good job I got out of teaching. Obviously, I do know what I'm doing as a pastor. <laughs> it's easy to feel a fraud. You may have a really great house. You may have a couple of cars. <laughs> Maybe not so many foreign holidays this year. On the outside, we look like we've got it, but do we know real life? Or do we feel a fraud on the inside? Jesus didn't enter the world like Captain Kirk from Star Trek. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. Get me out of here. Jesus said, I've come that you can have life on earth. John 10, verse 10, earlier in the gospel. The thief comes only to kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it in all its fullness. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. A Dutch scholar by the name of William Hendrickson, I've done quite a bit of reading for this week, said all three concepts are active and dynamic. The way brings to God, the truth makes us free, and the life produces fellowship. With Christ removed, there can be no redemptive truth, no everlasting life, no way to the Father. Jesus didn't claim to know the way, the truth and the life, but to be. Yeah. Christianity is not a recipe, but a relationship. Mm. He's not saying follow these. I love living in Ealing, West London, the University of London. One of the pictures in the foyer is of Freddie Mercury. He went to college there, lead singer of Queen. But at the end of his life, he died in 1991. He said, you can have everything in the world and be the most loneliest man. And that is the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds, but it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. Jesus is offering us the way, the truth, and the life. I was thinking about this. Most religions, if we're really honest, are what I would call moralistic deism. We try and live good enough, then maybe God will accept us. If we try and fast enough, or pray enough, or give enough, or don't do the bad things, then maybe we'll be good enough for God. However, as soon as you look at the Ten Commandments in the Bible, <laughs> it's not multiple choice. I can't keep one out of the ten. I might not be a liar, but I do tell lies. The challenge, I guess, for many of us about this verse is that we cannot cope with what we perceive as intolerance. You see, there's a uniqueness about Jesus. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. The early church believed that. The book of Acts, whether it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit or the Acts of the Apostles, (laughs) that's the book. It says this in chapter 4, verse 12. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. I don't think this is arrogance. Jesus had just washed the disciples' feet. That's true humility. I don't think this statement is judging but loving. I don't think it's bigoted but gracious. Because what Jesus is really saying is, I want you to come home. One of the greatest stories for me that Jesus told was of the prodigal son. A dad had two sons and one of them said, Dad, I wish you were dead. I just want to inherit. The dad gives him the inheritance. He goes off to a far country and he blows it on literally prostitutes and and parties. And then he's got nothing left. He ends up feeding pigs. How offensive is that? to a Jewish man. He comes to his senses and and says, oh, dad will never have me back as a son, but maybe I could be a servant. Decides to walk home while he's a long way off. The father sees him and runs to him, puts his arms around him. It's It's almost like the son is barely, we don't even know if he said sorry, but the father says, welcome home. Yeah. And I believe that that is what's true here. When Jesus says the statement, I'm the way, the truth and the life. The father is looking for you to turn and he wants to run towards you. Mm. There's two responses to this. You can either be a foe of God, I'm not interested, or a follower. It can either make you glad, it can make you mad. I hope that you just take some time to think about it. Some of you think, actually, Pete, I'd never really thought about Jesus being the way, the truth and the life. I realised that, I think I've been a bit of a fraud. I realised I wanted to know something of that truth. Again, if you were with us on a Sunday morning at university, we often have these booklets, Why Jesus? I'm not going to say I'm going to cycle these round, but I would happily post one to you. There's a prayer in here that we often say, and this morning I'd like us just to take a moment to say this. You know that I'm in my house. I've got some people here with me. I'm going to say it out loud. I'd love us all to repeat this out loud. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. I now turn from everything I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. So that I could be forgiven and set free. So that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. Please come into my life to be with me forever. Please come into my life to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you've prayed that prayer, I'd love to hear from you. Info at Redeemer. No, sorry. Hello at RedeemerLondon.org. It'd be great to hear from you. If you'd like a copy of this booklet, I'm happy to post it out to you. It'd be great. Thank you so much.